And so now I'm like writing more stuff, but I'm not writing like really anything where I yell. It just except comes for out. except I did write one because my ex texted me that he has to go. He had to go to the doctor, and I asked him why, and he said it, because he had testicle pain. And I have no idea why he told me that. Like, Ooh. I don't. Well, we're not like just checking we're in. We're friendly. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're friendly, but like. I just tell that story, but then I'm like, I kind of did, like I did my time with your balls and then <laughs> that one turns into me just screaming about balls and being like, are you fucking like that? You liked when I was sucking on her or you're gonna come fuck you. <laughs> like, let me just cough up a fucking hairball and fuck your fucking balls. And it kind of turned into like a weird screaming about balls bit. Yar. <laughs> I didn't have to do that like a pirate. Yar, welcome. Yar, listening to Goofing Yar, motherfucker. <laughs> yar. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hope you're doing good. It, it, times are times are looking up. Oh, man. I do this thing where I mix sayings together. Like, time, times are looking up. Like, it should, should be things are looking up, right? Oh, God. A bird in the bush is worth a bush in a hand. It is. All right. Well, yeah, I hope you're all doing good out there. Hope you don't have coronavirus like the president. That's... Are some people's heads getting exploded? Like where it's like, wait, but it's a hoax. But it's but he's but he's our guy. <laughs> oh no, I do like my favorite conspiracy theory out there is that Bill Gates married a bat and had sex with it and made coronavirus. Right? Is that one? Maybe I'm getting that wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have a fact check person. I'm the only one who really produces this show. So if something's absolutely wrong, it's well. I can't, I guess I can't blame it on anyone. Shit. No. If I'm going to believe any conspiracy theory, I want to believe that Bill Gates married a bat. Hopefully married a bat. I mean, premarital sex? Gross. But hey, we got a real good show for you today. My guest comes from Denver, Colorado. She's a very funny comedian out there. She has a killer show called Queen City. You can get tickets on Eventbrite if you're in the Denver area. Make some noise. Slap your neighbor. Jump up and down for the very funny Kate Strobel. I feel like Ruth Bader Ginsburg like changed our lives. I mm -hmm. mean, she's changed everyone's life, but my sister-in-law and I are just, she's such a hero of ours. And, and I texted my sister-in-law and, and I just said like, like, oh my God. And she was like, what? And I was like, RBG. And she was like, the best <laughs> lover. Oh, no. And then I was like, Jane, she just died. And she just wrote back, fuck. Oh. And I feel like that's what everyone mm -hmm. that like I told, like I was the first person to tell them, they were just wrote back, fuck. And then I saw someone tweeted, um, I've never had so many people simultaneously just write the word, fuck. Fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. But it's so like. I, I got home last night and oh. like my girlfriend and I were going to do, go do, like I did a show in Loveland mm -hmm. and my girlfriend was like, hey, uh, do you want do you want me to tell any bad news before go, you go do a set? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. And she's like, yeah, she died. And I was like, all right, well, let's go do a show. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Bummer, dude. It's just, I really, I can't think about it. Like, Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to process. Like, it just happened. And the the uncertain, the, the 2020 is the land of uncertainty. <laughs> just all this shit, explosions yeah. everywhere. And all of a sudden it's just like, well, what so do we, uh, what do we do now? We drink, we drink a beer. <laughs> yep. I really, but yeah, I really don't know. It's, I mean, I haven't really checked the news today because I'm just like, I don't. Oh, I don't want to hear any of that. And it, it, what's also too about social media, it's just like, if something bad happens, imagine a thousand people all at once posting about that one thing. So there's actually yeah. a physical feed of like all the things that are bad happening all yeah. at once kind of bombarding you. So even looking at your phone right now, it's just like, I don't want to do that right now. No, it's like emotionally exhausting. It's too much. Just opening an app. You're like, I can't, <laughs> I can't be taken into this world right now. I was doing that the other day when I was like, I was I was getting some beers at a brewery, socially distanced, and I like, was just looking at my phone for a second, and it said, oh, yeah, uh, if you go out, people who test positive for coronavirus uh, end up, like, or usually go to breweries. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what is this shit? <laughs> That's interesting. It's like, you know, when you get, like, targeted ads whenever you're, like, in... A place or say something and you're like i was just talking about that it's no, that's like knows you're in a brewery and it's, it's like... brutal i hate that <laughs> it's, oh, i looked at like helmets for one day like for a bike 
And the next eight months, we're just like, you, know, you want a new helmet? Want a new helmet? It's so crazy. It's like, Ugh. It's very disturbing. Oh, well. Black yeah. Mirror dystopia stuff. Yep. Yep, yep. But otherwise, you're doing good? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I am doing good. Yeah, generally. Yeah. It's been such a weird... Is quarantine the right word when it's been six months? Yeah, I don't know what we are anymore. We're just kind of like, we're just kind of hobbling is yeah. what we're doing. It's been really weird though. Because I went in July, my long-term boyfriend and I broke up and we lived together and had been together for five and a half years. So that, and like, you know, because of comedy and I work a full-time day job too, like we weren't together a lot in the, yeah. the pre-times. Like, you know, we'd spend weekend days together. How long together. were you dating him? Five and a half years. Ooh, that's yeah. a while. But, you know, I was like always not home. Um, yeah. And I travel a lot for work too. And then when we were quarantined together, I mean, I know this has happened to so many people and like even divorce rates in other countries are like skyrocketing. Boom, yeah. But it was a lot to be together all the time for months and well that's a good sign it's like oh wait yeah we're just kind of place holding each other as mm -hmm. that, that spot of the significant other yeah oh dude yeah i remember your set because i we i remember when i first met you was at a we did a theater gig in boulder mm, yeah at the dairy art center and then we did we just recently did uh a field out in erie <laughs> <laughs> open, field of open dreams. for some goats and stuff <laughs> But you were saying you like <laughs> your new bits about it are nice. So <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, there's always that, right? Breakup material mm -hmm. is the best material. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was it was good, but it's still so it's such a weird time to go through anything like that because it's like okay, like you need to find somewhere to live, but it's people aren't really like oh, yeah. looking for like roommates right now and stuff, and it's hard to like make something new. Yeah. It's really hard. It's because you have no uh, no certainty it's going to be. Yeah. So yeah, it's been shit. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah. I, uh, other than that, like it's been a couple months, so I feel like I've processed and all of that. But it's just like if I think back to like like we weren't. I turned for my thirtieth birthday in March. We were on vacation in Mexico, and we got back on March seventeenth, and that was like the day that shelter in place started in Denver. And I just, if I think back to like, oh yeah, like, and prior to that, I was at, uh, the week before that, I was at a comedy festival in Hawaii. And I'm like, oh yeah, that, like, I was in Hawaii and then I was in Mexico. And I'm like, that was all this year. Like, it feels like that's crazy. It wasn't even part that's of my life. It's a whole other generation. Yeah. yeah. And so, the, since, like, post breakup, it's only been since like July 2nd we broke up, but I'm like, uh, that even feels like I've gone through like 12 different lives in these past couple months, but we're so used to having a routine Yeah, and like I because I have a girlfriend and it's uh, when you ever date someone What is it like dating someone and doing comedy? <laughs> <laughs> is it good? Is it easy? No, 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 it's not and then that's a hard it's 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 such a weird time for me in comedy too because I because of the breakup I was like I'm, I'm gonna like run a show like I need something to do and yeah. I never really wanted to produce before because I'm very high anxiety generally mm -hmm. I was like I'm gonna be oh. like are people gonna come oh, oh my god the producer brain is <laughs> yeah. a whole different because comedy is just like I'm just gonna go up there and have fun but producer is like yeah. okay does the venue like me do these people happy that woman's yelling at me like all these things that yeah. you just can't control yeah um but I was like, I need something, I, so I'm just gonna like make it happen. Like I need to make comedy happen right now. And so the past two months, I feel like I've had tons of shows and they've all been outdoors, which is great. But yeah. prior to that, there was absolutely nothing, March, April, May, June even. Um, yeah, it was pretty sparse those months for sure. Yeah. And full of luckily too. Yeah. Like the only shows I could do were in Greeley, like early yeah. on, and they over there they're like, oh, what what virus? Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when you're I, when you're in a relationship and out every night of the week at mics or at shows, you do have to make the decision to like, am I going to stay in tonight to be with this person? Yes. And even if you have a really supportive partner and they're like chase your dreams you got this yeah. you know there was still always that like oh you're gonna be gone again tonight it's sort of like look or like you know some little comment yeah and it's like yeah 
that's kind of just that's just how it works yeah with this thing that yeah because i i I made definitely the first i'm surprised she's still with me (laughs) (laughs) i made so many mistakes i remember one time i was i got uh i got my first festival i got to get like i got to do was uh up in toronto for like a cannabis festival oh and i was like yes cool uh that same week my girlfriend's grandpa dies oh but guess who decided to go iron out their jokes for oh, the festival oh. before they go? I would have done the same. <laughs> I know. Totally. But, <laughs> oh, the, just the, the, it's moments like that where you get the blowback of that and it's like, that's right. I need yeah. to be, somehow find a way to be present in both these things <laughs> totally. and not f- make both of them fall apart at the same time. Totally. Totally. But yeah, now I'm like, I'm free every night. Like, where are the shows? Where are the mics? There aren't any. So. Yeah. It's a weird time for sure. I did a show in Cheeseman Park on Wednesday night with no mics. Just oh, spoken word. Yep, just yelling around a trash can. And it was kind of like on a grassy, like we were down below this grassy hill, and everyone was sitting on this grassy hill. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, I yell anyway, but yelling (laughs) to them and. Um, oh, BK Sherrod got heckled in the most hilarious way. There's these three, like, 13-year-old girls that came up from, like, behind him. Fantastic. And we're like, is this the free comedy show? <laughs> and we were like, yeah. And then they told a joke, and they were Hispanic, and I can't remember what joke they told, but it was something like, what do you call a Mexican that doesn't want to cross the border? Like, just, you know, some... <laughs> They're I, telling I bar jokes. Even, <laughs> not, I can't even remember the punchline, but they they said that and like yelled that to everyone, and then told the punchline, and were like, ha, 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 and then like all three of them giggled and ran away. Oh, they 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 did. They joked, punchline, yeah. laughed at it, and then they ran away. Yeah, man. Like it was them. almost like they were playing truth or dare or something, and someone was like, "I dare you to go over to the comedy show and tell this joke." But imagine? it was so funny because Sherrod was like. Oh, never been heckled by three teenage girls in the park before. <laughs> it was so Checklist. Funny. Yeah. It's that's, hilarious. that's, well, I feel bad for those shit. You know, all those 13 to whatever the hell year olds that, I mean, they're like, your parents are like, wear a mask and don't touch anything. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. And, and I feel like every show is like, you know, like you were like, we were in a field last week. Yep. Field. Park. But it's like, I don't care. I'll go anywhere. As long as we're not in a bunker anytime yeah. soon, I'm happy with the shows. I know. What are we going to do over winter? Winter is kind of issue, right? Because I, I, I kept trying to get stuff going in Fort Collins, but I'm like, well, um, it's September, and if stuff just kind of gets cold, I can't shove everyone into like a, a building and be like, all right, it's comedy night. I know. What are you, are you, um, what's your ethical stance on indoor shows? Ethical stance on indoor shows. <laughs> well, ultimately, I don't think you can have comedy without people being comfortable. Yeah. And I think the best way to make people feel comfortable is have enough space. If you're gonna have an indoor show, there has to be like enough room for everyone to feel comfortable. So like yeah. six feet between people and parties can mingle if they like make that. That's what's nice is people can reserve a table. Yeah. Buy a table, it's 50 bucks for the table. You get six of your friends, you have a full party that you can still kind of be out but not sharing with everyone's yeah. air, you know, as much. Yeah, I don't, it's so weird because I feel like there's so much judgment within the scene on like if mm. you're taking indoor shows or if you're not and if you're bringing people to get, if you're producing a show that is inside and you're bringing people together in a situation where they are like 19 times more likely to right. spread uh, COVID than an out, an outdoor situation. But at the same time, it's like, are we just not going to do comedy all winter? When, and maybe thing, that right? is like, and a lot of people are like, yeah, like we shouldn't be fucking having shows right now. Even people are opposed to outdoor shows. And so it's such a weird, I'm like, I feel like I'm going to get to a point where I want to do indoor shows and I, I don't know what's right or wrong. Right. Well, it's know? hard to know. It's hard to know, but also I, I, there's, it's, we're in the ultimate time of like what we need to take a risk, but like, you got to know what your risks are. Yeah. Is it an indoor show? Is it six feet apart? If yeah. it's not, probably shouldn't do the show. It sounds kind of sketchy. Like Florida and places like that are just like, oh, Whatever. we just pack everyone in yeah. and party. Seriously. But uh, I don't know. It's 
I've when like I, I started doing because I was getting some flack too for just doing drive like outdoor drive drive-in open oh, wow. mics early on like in like April and like late. Yeah, I like, feel like early on people were way more judgmental, and then oh, you yeah. slowly see the people that were like posting shit on your Facebook event that were like, "How could you?" Yeah, are like going? now they're on lineup posters, and you're like, "Well, I guess you changed your mind." Yeah, <laughs> but you know, like cases are. It, it's been different periods of yeah. flux over the past few months. Too. Also, checking the numbers and where you where you produce shows or where you want to go to a show. Uh, like I, I always check if I'm going to do a new county or wherever the hell. I'll see how many members are there. Yeah. And if it's a ton, I could be like, eh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna not go because I'm I'm doing sure. uh, I'm going out to Byers County, which is where a rap- is that? It's a rap. It's east 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 Colfax. <laughs> okay. And it's like way out there wow. in, in the sticks, but it's a part of Arapahoe County. And I was like, I saw it, check the numbers, and I was like, oh, there's a ton. Oh, shit. But I looked at the map, and it's got that good old gerrymandering where it's just a giant rectangle that goes a little bit into Denver <laughs> that goes all the way out into, <laughs> like, way all the way out to Nebraska. <laughs> so I was like, oh, so it's just all, like, Aurora area has it, and then Byers is fine. Yeah. Oh, so crazy. What a weird time. <laughs> what a weird time. It is nuts, man. Yeah. It's like... How's uh, it, the smoke seems comparable to denver up here right now but i don't know like what different dude stages wildfires up been. here there was a day it was uh it was labor day monday off and oh. we didn't we had to turn the lights on at like noon that because so it was pitch crazy. black outside yeah dude all the pictures of the bay area too just seeing the san francisco bridge just like enclosed in this red death it's like they couldn't wait till next year. I know. <laughs> all this shit's happening this it's year. Truly, I mean, in Denver, I do remember Labor Day weekend. It was really bad in Denver, and that was. And I know you guys have been dealing with that up here. And yeah, I just felt. I had also spent two weeks in Durango, and there was like no smoke whatsoever down there, and so I was like, "Well, that's not that bad." Fair and then yeah. those. That weekend in Denver, I was shocked. I like, I was like, I've never seen anything like this. I can't even see the skyline. It's a big fire. I there's ash falling into my backyard. It was crazy. Yeah. And then to imagine that being like twenty times worse here, it's just. I tried to go for a bike ride, (laughs) and it was like my eyes would catch like a piece of log. So I just took my, you know, those little tube masks. Yeah. I just like put it over my face and stretched it so I could see through it. Oh my gosh, that's (laughs) awesome. I'm just like blinded. (laughs) (laughs) So crazy though. It's like how, you know, it's what's going to happen tomorrow. Like just day after fucking day, it's the end of the fucking world for sure. I'm pretty proud of everyone though so far. It's I just, you kind of look around people like, you guys, y'all still going to work. (laughs) We're still trying to make comedy shows work. It's like, it's some, I I, I like the unbreakable spirit of like, all right, well, everything is on fire and we, we have no idea if there's going to be a next year, but, um, but we're, you want to do 10 minutes tonight (laughs) (laughs) at the giggle shit. (laughs) So crazy. Yeah, here Colorado Springs is just like partying. They're like, you who? I bet. I'm sure they don't give a fuck. They got the Lord on their side. <laughs> <laughs> Are you from Colorado? Yeah, I was. Uh, well, I was born in Wyoming, and but I moved here when I was eight, oh, to, nice. up to Fort Collins. Me too. You uh, in Fort Collins? Wait, no, but I'm from Colorado. Uh, um, I was born in Boulder, but my parents got divorced when I was two or three, and so I grew up in Lakewood, like oh, really? a suburb of Denver. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Denver's changed. Colorado's changed. It, yeah. I always thought when I was growing up, because I always wanted to like do some kind of performance, I was like, well, I'm going to have to go to like one of the bigger cities to do it. But uh, the big city came to us. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. The, the population in Colorado has almost doubled to like nearly tripled yeah. in the past 10, 15 years. It's crazy. We have such an awesome comedy scene. It's, it's we, we, like, we like to toot that horn a know? lot on this show. Yeah. <laughs> we do. It's crazy. It's, I think it's low key right now. It's we're about to boom into yeah. like a new era of comedy up yeah. in, in Denver. Fort Collins too. It's like you guys have your own awesome thing up here. Yeah, we're like the uh, you know how the college towns have like a little art scene. Mm-hmm. That's our little art scene yeah, is comedy. Totally. I love coming up here and doing shows. It's so fun. Um, we're gonna have a comedy club soon. I the, know. Yeah, I keep seeing the, the status court. updates mm-hmm. on Instagram. It's so cool. It's so nice seeing something on social media that's like, oh, hope. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> not like lament or look at this piece of shit. Yeah, it's seriously. so good to see, like, oh, look at the future. I know. It really is nice. It's like 
beautiful new building that maybe we'll be able to sit in together one day. <laughs> <laughs> I miss, I miss it, dude. What, would, uh, what, where did you first start doing comedy? What was your, what, what was the push, and what was your first mic? Um, I don't even know what the push was. People ask me this, and I'm like, I just got to the point where like my social anxiety was so bad that I was like, I need to do something just like fucking insane to try and work through this. <laughs> really? And I was, I think I was 25. Um, yeah, it was like November 2015. I just went to the El Chirito open mic. Nice downtown Denver mm -hmm. bar. Yeah. And Timmy Lasley hosted at that point in time. And I had no idea how to do stand-up. I think I was like very theatrical because I had done some sketch comedy in college and I had done theater in high school. Um, but I told two minutes about, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to talk about my social anxiety. But it was like about how anxious I am when I ride my bike to say, on your left to people <laughs> so i just like slowly creep up behind them and don't pass them and sometimes even like pull over and pretend to tie my shoe <laughs> so that they'll just be away from me and then i don't have to say it and it wasn't it was truly like that's like the story i told there was no jokes it was just like hey, when i ride my bike um, <laughs> and i sat on the stool too i was like yeah this is my first time ever let me tell these two minutes on this stool <laughs> i was just like can i ride my bike i'm so afraid to say on your left and it was awful i bombed so hard oh well there's something funny there the awkwardness you have is funny yeah like you just the I, first time it's like well how do i well, package this yeah and at that and now i feel like i've um figured out how to um portray my awkwardness on stage comfortably and like lean into it yeah but at that point in time i was just like <laughs> um and then i remember walking home like four miles to my apartment and just being like what the fuck just happened and like not crying but feeling like the most ashamed i've ever felt in my life because it was a full room at trito too oh yeah it was real and no one laughed there's bombing with like 14 no people and then there's bombing with a packed house and the the <laughs> so silence is bad. actually negative silence it's like there's nothing it was so bad and then i didn't try again and at all except i called into the comedy works new talent night um, through that period and then I got up early 2016 for my newbie set and that was good but I mean I feel like everyone says like yeah I crushed at comedy works but it felt it felt completely different but I had that was literally my second time ever performing you're getting you're getting laughs for the first mm -hmm. time yeah and but then I was also so nobody knew who I was no one was, is very like friendly back in that green room to be like, mm -hmm. hey, sit here or don't sit here. Or like, don't touch the, touch this or don't touch this. And I wasn't in the New Talent Night Facebook group. Like, I literally yeah. had no idea what was going on. And Deacon, after my set... Deacon, the talent coordinator, yeah, old he talent was coordinator. Yeah, he was the old talent coordinator. He, um, he said something to me, and I, I thought he was just saying, like, good job, but he was saying, there's notes in the green room after this person. But I was so anxious and I had just gotten off stage and was like, and <laughs> you just had the first I just really rush. didn't know what he said and I really didn't know who he was. And so then I totally missed notes. I didn't <sighs> even go in there for that. And also no one, no other comic was like, hi, who are you? Like, you know, so now I try it whenever there isn't a newbie set to be like, hi. That's cool. Like, no, it's your first time. Because yeah, a lot like, of people who are just going there. It's like, this is just the same old newbie. Like, who are you? We don't yeah. know you. You haven't been in the mics. Yeah. Like, just someone's going to be in I and out. I just remember that feeling of just like, I don't belong here. I don't know what I'm doing. But that set went really well. And because I had one newbie set, I was able to enter the New Faces contest. Oh, nice. And so then the third time I performed was just at the New Faces contest. <laughs> and I pr did five minutes. And, like, there were jokes, some jokes that I had wrote earlier that day. But I just, like, talked about crazy shit and somehow, like, advanced. And everybody was like, who is that person? Like, what the hell is going on? And, and Brent Gill was hosting that night. And he was like, who are you? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> 
but he was like, I want you to do my show. And you are getting hooked <laughs> up. <laughs> are you kidding like, me? I want you to do my show. So my first booked show ever was Boulder Comedy Show. So wait, hold on. Just to recap. <laughs> it was you insane. A, you had like a 50-person open mic <laughs> to a, like a Comedy Works crowd, Comedy yeah. Works crowd, and then the the second best comedy like spot in yeah. Colorado. You have a full audience for yes. that too? And that Yeah, and that night was like sold out wow. for, for the new Facebook How'd the show contest. go? Um, the, the beer garden one. Oh, the beer garden one. Uh, it was, I, I don't think it was very good. <laughs> the first show, there weren't a lot of people there, but I was so nervous. And there was, it's so funny now because that, that show was awesome. Like, Zach Reinert was on that, and I was like, whoa, he's so funny. And Abby Rosenquist, I don't know if you know her. Yeah, Abby Rosenquist out in New York. And yeah. Zach Reinert's one of the best one-liners yeah. in the country. Abby was on that show too, and I was like, whoa, she's so funny. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like everyone. And so now I look back at that and I'm like, that's crazy. I was like, not ready to do five minutes at the beer garden at that point. It's time. good. You got the experience though. But yeah, it was. So you must've got just hooked once you got those, those three yeah. shows back to back. Yeah. Like, oh, well this is what comedy is. And then I was started going open mics again and I was like, uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Where are all I was the... like, I have no friends. I'm too nervous to talk to anyone. I would always just like sit alone in the back. And then by the time I'd go up, I'd again, just be like, Hey, I'm so scared of you all. Oh my God. What was the first thing that you, you started to go to the open mics? When did reality set in? When I was like, Oh, there's, there's only four people and they're all looking the other way. Uh, I think the first time I like ever went to lion's lair, I was like, what? <laughs> lion's lair. <laughs> was uh, i don't know if they're gonna come back and do it again but like lion's lair is a is a punk rock bar in denver that you go up to die <laughs> you just, yeah it is worse happiness and jokes yeah. die and if you get laughs there it's like either you, yeah. you pulled a rabbit out of a hat or <laughs> you did some kind yeah. of crazy shit it was so bad but yeah i and so even then that whole year 2016 aside from the new faces contest i they, I didn't go to very many open mics at all and was just like, okay, well, I'll just do the contest. And mm -hmm. I, I was just so afraid and just afraid to talk to people too. Like it was just very, I, I remember those it's feelings of like intimidating and there weren't as many women at the time as there are now. Um, and I think like Cody Spiker was like extremely kind to me, mm -hmm. but was the only person that, I was like not afraid of. Yeah, and she's so, from Boulder. She's a good old. Yeah. <laughs> she was a good old Boulder, but yeah. she well, she kind of she lives on a farm now out in the woods yeah. or something. Like yeah. quick comedy. Mm -hmm. But I remember when she was coming up. She was, I was coming up with her, and she was roast. Like it was she. What she was a headliner, and she was just when she'd come to Boulder, she would just because Boulder's a lot of dudes and yeah. like maybe a few women, and he was she would just come up and just roast people, yeah. <laughs> and it was That's cool to awesome. see just yeah someone come in and kick the door down. Yeah, she's so cool. Well, but, you, you need those people to kind of take you in a little bit. Yeah. The, the weird thing about comedy is like when you first start, it's so clicky every, everywhere for the most part. Yeah. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, it's hard to like, like I had the same experience going to Denver. I'm like, oh, so everyone hates me. And yeah. I, <laughs> and I hate me. That's why I try so hard to just always be like, hi, how mm -hmm. are you? Like, who are you? Nice yeah. to meet you. And if they, if they turn out to be crazy, then I go, okay, there's yeah. a good reason why you're alone. Got yeah. it. Like, yeah. But <laughs> totally. Damn. Yeah, cheers. 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 Yeah. Glad you could make it. Oh, yeah. I meant to, I did get tested yesterday because um, Sam Sisson, who's another comic up in Fort Collins, we're going camping. Um, and so I got tested for her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I am negative. Uh, so. Uh -huh. I remember getting Just that, so, you, so you know too. I remember getting that for the first time. Do you ever like get like an STD test and it's like they like they call you and it's like okay it came back negative like oh so it's bad yeah. like oh no no it's like, it, no, it's, it's good positive no it's positive news it's negative yeah. results that whole like fucking Trump talking about his COVID test where he was like it was positive meaning that it was neg it was negative it was it, I was not it was negative so it was positive it's like you it's the craziest I've turned off Sarah CPR have you seen her Instagram she uh Colorado Public Radio um no no um she's this New York comic that's just like her uh, Instagram okay. handle but she um she does these impressions of Trump but it's like his voiceover and she just like m mouths what he's saying, but they're so fucking funny. And she did one of that COVID test Negative, result one positive. that he was talking about. 
everyone's, and it's, yeah. And her, her facial expressions are just so incredible. And she just e- expresses the, like, confusion of his, what he's saying is so confusing. And she just, like, nails it if he, like, actually did those facial expressions. So he it's doesn't just think. so funny. That dude doesn't think. He just lets her rip. Oh my God. And it's like, we're all just like, I mean, I, I, America's like accustomed to it now. It's like, oh, everything's good. Everything's yep. great. Good, great, good. Yeah. Good, great. Yep. But there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so. there's not. <laughs> but Our there's hope not. died yesterday. Yeah. I mean, eventually, eventually there's going to be a point where it's like these politicians, like, you guys understand you're rattling a cage full of angry people. And you got to realize there's going to be a point where that's like, you can't fix that. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, that's funny talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, one of the, I mean, I just turn off. I mean, like, I, I do everything. I, I think the, the one thing that keeps me sane is, like, I know what I can do. Like, I can vote. I can make sure people around me are doing good. And I cannot be a piece of shit. Yeah. And if I can do those three things, that's, like, what I can contribute. Yeah. Because I can't, like, go knock on the White House and go, you guys are being jerks. Yeah. And, like, and change things like that. Yeah. But, I agree. You guys got to do what you can and... I don't, and not just like talk to people and totally, totally try and get people to see things from your perspective. Trying to like uh, hit, hit up comics you haven't seen in forever too. Like, are you doing good, dude? Yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. And last time I saw you, you were you were on acid. So yeah, <laughs> are you good? <laughs> yeah, I have been doing a lot of psychedelics in yeah quarantine. Not oh, yeah. acid. I just I can't do I'm acid. Ne- anymore. I've never done the acids. It just it's such a long trip. That's what I hear. It's like. Have I been here for 12 days? I don't know. Um, so I'm going to swing you're doing ayahuasca. <laughs> just mushrooms. <laughs> just but mushroom. I, it's so funny because I like went to City Park in Denver just in the middle of the day. And I don't usually go when I'm tripping, like want to be somewhere where there are people. Yeah. Because that's like. Oh, yeah. Especially when oh, there are mushrooms. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I've had countless times out camping with some friends. I eat a bunch of mushrooms like, oh, boy, here we go. We're going yeah. out to the promised lands. And some random person mid like come up just comes like walking into the camp like, hey, you guys have any s'mores we can buy? I'm just, and I. If it's someone you don't know and you're on mushrooms, you're like, oh, that's a demon. Yeah. I don't know who this is. Totally. I can't talk. I can't explain myself. Totally. It's so scary. And I remember being like, I was going to cross the street into the park and I was crossing 17th, which is a pretty big street. Yeah. And I felt like I was Frogger. Like I was like, (laughs) I'm a frog. I just have to make it across the street. Like I should not have been outside. Like (laughs) now that I'm saying this, I'm like, shit. I was like dodging cars. I like waited for the light to change, but I felt... The like graphics that I was experiencing because I could see people, you know, like someone would like bike by in the park and then people would jog by in the park and then dogs would walk by in the park. And I just felt like I was in this fucking weird video game and I just had to get to the other side of the street and get into the park. But the cool thing about the this situation is that I had my, because it was just broad daylight, I had my mask on and I had sunglasses on or like a big bandana on. Yeah. And so... I would have looked completely fucking insane to <laughs> anyone if my bandana was not on because my mouth was just like, uh, how much did you take? Holy shit. I Baker's dozen? Don't know, but it was, <laughs> I can't, I can't remember the exact sizing, but it's like the recommended amount if you like want to have ego death. But I don't know if that was like. I'm three milligrams, grams. I don't know anything about. I think three grams will do it. Yeah, three grams. Three grams will three do it. Grams. I had one of those where you forget who you are for a couple hours. Yeah, <laughs> that's <just> crazy. Yeah, <laughs> three grams. Okay, I always. I'm like every time someone asks me about any sort of measurements, I'm like fluid ounces. <laughs> like, no, that's not right. Uh, um, yeah, but that was very helpful. Because I think yeah, mushrooms I are great. Crazy. Otherwise. I'll say it right now on on the airwaves. Mushrooms are great. They for, are great. There's a, I'm so glad they got like kind of legal in Denver. Yeah. So you would have you cool. would have been arrested. They'd be like, oh yeah, you're just yeah tripping. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I have a a few friends that started growing in quarantine and yeah, micro. That do you I think is like, I don't know. Mm. Um, I should, it, but it's a mood booster. Let me tell you, it's, yeah. but you gotta be careful. I, that's the thing. I like, don't have much <laughs> self-control. And so I feel like I'd be like, okay, I feel really good. Yeah. And then be like, it was a little more. <laughs> yeah. And then 
be high for a week. I remember <laughs> I, I work in a, I work in a bronze sculpture foundry in Loveland, oh, okay. and uh, I you know I was micro a lot of last year and definitely this year I was microdosing. And then one morning, I, I, it was dark, and I just kind of reached into my mushroom thing, and I, I just put it in my mouth and chewed. And I was like, oh, that's a bigger one. <laughs> and <laughs> I, like, I, I, get, I get ready for work, <laughs> and I'm driving in, and I drive in, and I walk in, and I see, I, we, or we make statues of Jesus, and I'm just staring at Jesus for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, wait, I got to clock in. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, when it hits you on the way to work, it's like, oh, I'm going to take, yeah. take it easy the first day yeah, of work. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, that would totally happen to me. I'd be like, uh-oh. What do you what do you think? What do you think about the future? Are you, are you excited for the future of comedy? Is it too <laughs> is it too hard to tell? I think it's a I point where it's like eh. <laughs> I have no idea. I like and so what I've wanted to do for a long time was to get a job where I could work fully remotely and travel from city to city and just kind of live nomadically. Um Yeah, you're free. You can let it rip. Yeah. You can do whatever the hell you want. You could and yeah, so my lease is up in April and I really want to do that and just be like, cool, I'm going to spend a month in New York. I'm going to spend a month in Austin. I'm going to spend a month in LA. I'm going to spend a month in Portland. Like just whatever. Um, I have my computer and I can work. Uh, but I'm like, April is kind of soon. And I don't think like I, there's no way comedy is going to be yeah, not fully back, back to normal. I by think then. you could probably get book some shows everywhere if you wanted to do that, but you wouldn't have like a experience like you would before, yeah. where it's like, oh yeah, I booked like a week totally. of shows in this place, and then a week of shows totally. there. It's more of like a, I got two in Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> and then two weeks <laughs> and go by. They are three months apart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's like I want to do that more than anything. So I'm trying to be like cautiously optimistic because that's the positive of the breakup it's like oh oh yeah i'm like fucking chains off baby (laughs) i'm getting out there i have it's it's a crazy feeling because i i don't know if i I like feel like an elephant was like sitting on me for five years and now i'm like whoa freedom that elephant is no longer sitting on me and i can move and i can do whatever i want it's like the it's the most liberating, incredible feeling. I love your sets because it feels like someone who's repressed rage for yeah. a very long time <laughs> is just... <laughs> well, it's very accurate. <laughs> you know, like I definitely... You got a Valkyrie screech. It's so funny because I didn't even really put two, to, two and two together. And I never... There was never like a conscious moment where I was like, I'm going to yell on stage. There was just one night at an open mic where I did a thing and it like came out organically. And I was like, oh, that was kind of fun. And then that that was at Denver Bicycle Cafe. And then Zach Welch, who ran that mic, just made like, he's like a super funny and was just making like a funny comment after my set. But he was like, you know, kind of like, girl, you know, only like straight white males can yell on stage. Like, don't <laughs> even try it. And it was just a joke. Mm-hmm. But that I was like, that's such a funny premise. And so that led to a joke I have where I say um someone told you someone told me that that i can't and then i kind of like lay down and then i get up and scream at the end and so then i was like okay i guess i like have this one screaming joke that i'm doing and then it kind of turned into like two or three and then a little more but it's like it's hard (laughs) it's you i try to have a balance of like okay it's all screaming everyone's like okay check please yeah (laughs) <laughs> but I, I was thinking, I was like, I don't even know where that came from. Because it wasn't like I was like, I'm going to do this because it's alt and women don't usually do mm-hmm. it. It just truly, the I beast think, was came <laughs> from like this place of like feeling really stuck in this relationship and feeling really stuck in my life. And that sort of formed this stage persona that like, I mean, it's not even really a persona. It was just like, this is like what I actually feel. And this is my outlet for it. Yeah. And so now I'm like writing more stuff, but I'm not writing like really anything where I yell. It just except comes for out. except I did write one because my ex texted me that he has to go. He had to go to the doctor, and I asked him why, and he said it, because he had testicle pain. And I have no idea why he told me that. Like, Ooh. I don't. Well, we're not like just checking we're in. We're friendly. <laughs> what? We're friendly, but like. Tell anybody else you have a friend your mom i don't know who you would tell that to but th- just like not me yeah um and a lot of that thing too is like when you break up it's just like well maybe i'll just check in you yeah. know it's just like don't don't check in you're done yeah. stop it but the i just tell that story but then i'm like i kind of did like i 
did my time with your balls and then <laughs> that one turns into me just screaming about balls and being like are you fucking like that you liked when i was sucking on her oh you're gonna come fuck you <laughs> like let me just cough up a fucking hairball and fuck your fucking balls and um that is the one that i have written post breakup that fuck i think is fucking so <laughs> i just went like insane because that text i was like you know, not like rage mad about, but I was like, this is so fucking weird. And then yeah, it kind of turned into like a weird screaming about balls bit. But I, fa- I have found that my writing post breakup has been a little bit less scream out and more. I'm You're like, free. I don't know. I don't have rage anymore. That's, I mean, I do, but. But yeah, that's me. It's great mix. I love, yeah. I love the mix of the, 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 the yin and yang of <laughs> chilled out and then <laughs> fucking. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But booze is booming. Yes. I can't wait. I can't. Once the, I think that once the virus starts to dissipate, people will still want to drink. Yeah. So they'll go out to comedy shows and we'll be making hand over fist, uh, you know, giggles happen. But yeah, I've been spending a lot of time at the bar where, uh, where the show I run is. Um, What's your show called? It's called Queen City and um, it's like female and non-binary performers because um, I just wanted, I, there was a point last year where I just felt like so frustrated not with men in the scene generally, several men in the scene, several yeah. political things in the scene, and then several things about comedy works that I just was like, conf- I'm like, this is just doesn't feel like women get put forward in a lot of ways. And so I wanted to have a show to kind of like highlight all the awesome women in the scene. And also there are so many women in the scene. Like, you know, people that when I first did it, they were like, so you can have like two shows. And I was like, no, there's like fucking 50 funny women i think it's so much it's so much healthier to have that too because when you go to shows it's it's not like every show you're going to it's all dudes yeah it's half women half dudes yeah and if if that's what you want like what i love is like when there's like a a male headliner they usually bring a female feature just because like if if they're gonna do their joke for an hour like at least have something that for the women in the crowd that kind of like a perspective that they can relate to yeah totally and I do, I'm, I'm, I want to start another show there because we're doing every other week now. And I'm like, maybe we could just, well, while weather permits, just fucking do it every week. Because I do think the best shows are a balance of men and women and, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of different viewpoints and perspectives. But this one in particular, I just was like, it's going to be a party for ladies. <laughs> And um, like the poster has all these women doing like saw the poster. different things Poster's on it. Sick. And so my friend Naomi made that, Naomi Paskowitz. She's an incredible graphic designer. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of, um, Marcella Arguello in LA has um, this show called Women Crush Wednesdays. Nice. And so I kind of modeled it off of that. I was like, that's cool to like just have a place where where there's not just like one token woman on the lineup, you know. And now I just feel like there's so there's just so many amazing women that over the past year have just like like I love Hannah Jones. I think she is so funny. I think she's even like you know, a mentor to me even though mm-hmm. I'm like you're like 5 years younger than me, but I like really <laughs> um appreciate her comedy so much. I think Sarah Benson is hilarious, Gabby Gutierrez, Katie Bowman, like Salmazaki, like everybody's just there's it's, so many. There's there's women moving to the scene. Yeah, it's cool mm-hmm. from California, New York. Yeah, they're like super oh, cool. Good stage time. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna make a dude show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? You're welcome to. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, like I, I like booking shows. I, I like personally like seeing shows where it's a you you get a spectrum of perspectives. Yeah. I think that that's key. Dancing around, like it's like it's like a it's if it's if it's like a dish, you don't want it all salt. Yeah. <laughs> you want some spices in there. Yeah, and you want different types of men and different types of women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally agree. The best shows are like a, a grab bag. <laughs> like, like I can't think of anything that uh, uh, a they're charcuterie like charcuterie board. Uh, yeah, they're like a charcuterie board. You know, <laughs> you got some gouda, you got some salami got some goat cheese i'm vegan so i don't really know oh, any of vegan? these things yeah. are you vegan because like choices or for your body just, just starts um, getting crazy because you eat like a little bit of milk choices i mean i grew up here and like very poor and like ate mayonnaise sandwiches and had no idea about any types of food or anything really? and then i went to college and um i went to a very very liberal 
like the most liberal school. Naropa? Uh, Brown. Oh, Brown. Uh, Where's that? There's like, it's in Providence, Rhode Island. Okay. And so, you know, within like my first week, all of us hanging with a bunch of people in the dorms and they were like, you know, like we don't eat meat and like, here's why. And I was like, oh my God, like I didn't know about any of this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that whole, that happened in so many different ways. My like first month of college, I was like, what the fuck? I don't know anything. My roommate was Palestinian. And so I, I was so fucking ignorant. And I remember thinking that Palestine was pa- Pakistan and being like oh yeah i totally know what that is and so she taught me everything (laughs) and i just i was like i physically like can't understand this so i went through this like whole social revolution when i got to college and part of that was just deciding to live a vegan lifestyle I did the same thing with me in, in uh, college. I I was like, well, why would you like Indian food? I just never tried it. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I don't. Why would I? What would you like Indian food? And I just tried it one day. I'm like, oh, I'm You're a like, fucking it's idiot. So good. I'm a fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> why yeah. did I like anything else before Indian food? Yeah. 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 Um, so, what's your favorite vegan grub? What is what is a, a vegan feast for you? Well, lately I've been ordering a lot of food from kind of the staple vegan restaurant in Denver is Watercourse. Yeah. And it's the same owners as Sidio City. Um, but I fucking love everything that they have. And last last weekend I went crazy and I got, they have like a turkey and brie sandwich that I'm like, it tastes like turkey and brie. I don't even understand. It's so fucking good. Um, and then they have seitan wings that are just so fucking good. Wings. are so awesome. I have a theory. You can make a wing out of anything and it's good. Cauliflower. Like yeah, I've the had cauliflower, fried cauliflower ones are so good. Holy shit. They're so good. I mean, yeah, you just put sauce on whatever yeah. and it tastes you, like you can eat good i just i, I was afraid of like because i've had friends like oh i went vegan and all they ate was like vegan oreos for a month it's oh like, yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i generally um try to it's very easy to just eat like shit and still be <laughs> vegan it doesn't mean that you're like you know you have to be intentional because you kind of have to cook a lot and mm-hmm. get like protein certain ways yeah mm-hmm. and yeah and i also um work out and like lift and stuff so i'm like constantly drinking like protein supplements and stuff nice. um and that made me sound like such a douche uh, i like lift i fucking get jacked so uh what's your power clean at <laughs> <laughs> what do you do you like do olympic weightlifting or um no i it's, it's sort of like crossfit it's like functional strength yeah so that's the best yeah that's, yeah i used to do powerlifting and because for football i used to play football and boy, I'm still feeling the effects of doing all that shit because it's just your spine just yeah. starts compressing into itself. And, yeah, uh, my totally. joints. It's intense. Yeah, I played. Um, I played softball in college, so I kind of it, and I never lifted in high school. And uh, you know, once you're playing college sports, it's like beef up. Like you need <laughs> to hit home runs, and so I really, but I really enjoy it. So I got really into it. Yeah from there and so just oh, working out to... like an animal and eating like an animal is yeah. very fun <laughs> it it's, is. because it's when awesome. you, you do a crazy hard workout and they're like i get to eat an entire chicken when i get home yeah yeah totally. or a uh, fake chicken totally yeah thicken thick <laughs> bacon <laughs> you get the thicken 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 i can't thicken remember what are I, I don't know what that, do you do it? that was <laughs> i like i'm so ever, bad at accents and i don't Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what was I trying to do there? It was sort of like Russian Irish. I really don't know. I had a Scottish uh, gentleman in the crowd and he seriously scared the shit out of me because uh, it, was, it was a couple of weeks ago in Denver. I was doing a show and, and I just kind of like, I was just like, right. And I kind of leaned, leaned into the guy and he was like, right. And I was like, huh? I'm like, you fucking like, with me? He's like, no, I'm from Scotland. And I was like, oh. And he's like, how long have you been here? He's like, I've been here since, uh, I got here in January. And I was like, oh, sorry, dude. Oh my dude. gosh, that's so funny. Have you watched Beth Stelling's new special? No, but it sh- I saw, I think I saw it at the Aggie in Fort Collins. Oh, cool. And yeah, she, she's a murderer. Yeah. She's so fucking funny. She, it's very cool how she brings up the topic of rape um, because she has like the audience yell out the word. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, it's so much easier when 
someone else brings it up but then <laughs> then she the first time she actually says the word she says it with the scottish ac- scottish accent so she's like rape she was like if i were raped <laughs> and she's like it's just so much easier to say it in the scottish that's accent. brilliant that is what yeah. she found a way that she wanted to talk about it but yeah. she found a way to grease it in a way that's yeah. like okay now we can make it yeah. fun still totally what was your experience first doing open mics and seeing the edgelords Wait, what is that? An edgelord? An edgelord? It's, I guess it's not a, a well-known term. I, I think an edgelord is someone who just goes on stage and isn't saying anything really that funny, but they're saying something like, so out there and outlandish and like not, you're not supposed to say that, buckle it. up for my set kind of guy. Got it. Um, yeah, I hate edgelords. <laughs> In that case. I mean, it's just, you know. It's part of the game where it's just, you because I've said it before, I'll say it again. Open mic comedy is like the the last net of society that catches some yeah. people. And the, the shit that yeah. will come out of someone's mouth on an off night will be like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, I, I would hope that, you know, an edgelord <laughs> can't edge very many times. Because after you go up there and you hear silence and people even sometimes people are like boo Mm -hmm. no don't fucking talk about that um you would think they would not do it again but i have seen a lot of uh, there's this guy named like you know you you don't have to say his name (laughs) (laughs) we don't have to put him on (laughs) there's this beep (laughs) um you know i have seen him do the same shit about rape at several mics and i'm like at what point are you gonna figure out that no one's laughing it's not funny i think they're stuck in that though because they're in this point they're at a point where like, well i'm getting attention from this anyway even though like i don't like yeah even though it's not good no one's laughing i'm still getting attention which i don't get anywhere else yeah so oof. yeah yeah, I guess. And because I, I was hosting an open mic at Hody's a while back, and you know, back when we had open mics, <laughs> this dude—I swear to God—he's from L.A. and he looks like Jimmy Neutron, uh. and he <laughs> spiked up hair, and I always put him last, and he has a radio voice who goes like oh, he, he talks no. like this, and then does that, and he, <laughs> but he's doing these jokes where he has the comedic timing, like he has the comedic timing down, where it's like da 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 da, but. He's saying the most horrific shit, like, what is a girl? Not, and just says, like, you know, okay, I made fun of girl. I was racist, then I was misogynist. Like, I'll just go down the line. It was, like, perfectly beautiful how, like, there's bombing where your joke isn't funny. Yeah. But then there's bombing <laughs> where you're actually really good at everything about stand-up. But the material is so shit that it's actually yeah. the biggest shit turd yeah. ever. <laughs> like we're all just like, well, it's like we all just watch a nuclear bomb go off. We're all just like jaws what? open, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I miss open mics because it is you know while you're there you're so emotionally exhausted from all the shit everyone's saying, and probably mostly hanging out with your friends in the back anyway. But <laughs> there is something so. It's it's just fucking crazy to see yeah. someone like go up there for the first time oh. or, you know, even us doing something new. That's just like that fucking nope. Nope. Never mind. Putting it the, back yeah. in. Put it back. <laughs> Reel it up. Um, <laughs> it's like what other forum exists or medium exists where you can witness such... Um, Disparate, yeah, disparate skill, and but also disparate skill sets, mm-hmm. one right after another, and also just like people being so vulnerable, it's crazy. Yeah. It is. It's nuts. like mind blowing to just sit and go to a comedy open mic and watch everybody. I always always try to be super supportive of someone going for the first time because yeah. uh, David Rodriguez was actually the first person to put me on stage too, and That's awesome. he was like, "Yeah, oh yeah, come do it." Because uh, yeah. if I didn't have someone who was like, "Yeah, okay, we'll fucking get you on," like, yeah. it was. Because they're so, I feel like a lot of people when they're going on stage for the first time, it's something they're either super depressed or it's just like they they feel like they need to do it. Because they're, they're yeah. the, I've had a lot of people like even like will sign up to go up, and then they'll watch like five comics go, and they like you can cross my line, yeah. my name off. So there's a plenty of people who like are about to do it. I even do that sometimes. I'm like, N- I'm just gonna sit and drink tonight. Actually, <laughs> I'm gonna watch. This. I remember doing that at Janae's mic. I was like, I'm not gonna go up, and she was like, What? And I was like, Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Even like, you know, 
I got there at that mic once when I was first starting out in Denver, and this is what kind of made me sour in Denver for a while. Was I, I showed up like eight thirty, and like mic starts, sign up starts at nine. Mm-hmm. Get there eight thirty, buy a beer, uh, sign up list goes up. I get my name on first, and then I wait four hours to go up. Oh <laughs> my god! And I was like, and I go for three minutes uh. to four people, and I was like, oh, so okay. Ah, uh, the worst. But it was a good lesson. Like you. The worst. That's that's open micery. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Why that's do I? Why, why do we do this? Why, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. There's plenty of times. I mean, they, they, what was your first crusher set? Was it at Comedy Works? Yeah, I think that when I did advance in that first New Faces contest, I was like, you know, people were like cheering, and it was because you clearly crazy. had you had natural talent because you haven't done anything before. <laughs> yeah i think i've always have had stage presence and like i'm like a i'm like a physically large person i just feel like i i'm very um animated and like have always been able to command a room and have done like you know even like public speaking at tech events and stuff like that so i had some experience there i felt like feel like that always came natural to me it was more so like i don't really know how to write a joke because i would just tell stories yeah and just be like well and then i walked down the street and it's like you don't need that detail in there like yeah. cut that out first starting like, out you're just what like what are you like what's the funny part um and so the, but yeah that was definitely the first time that i was like whoa and i remember going home at the time i lived in this house in the highlands um where I could see straight down 15th Street and like Comedy Works is on 15th Street. And I remember like going home afterward and like staring down 15th Street and being like, well, like what just happened there is like the craziest thing mm-hmm. that's ever happened in my life. And I just sat in my living room for like four hours just decompressing. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't believe. And it's so funny because when you advance in the New Faces contest, you get this envelope with your name on it. And it's just like, you know, they just have the envelopes and they announce people on stage or whatever. Yeah. And so then I, I was like, I'm finally ready to open the envelope and see what's inside. <laughs> what after like sitting on my couch for four hours, like I'm ready to see what's in the envelope. And I opened it and it was an empty envelope. Yep. It's just literally there for your name being on it. And I was like, what the fuck? I just sat here for four hours like... Can't wait to see what's in There's there. Nothing. That's kind of poetic, though. <laughs> nothing. You're gonna get nothing out Literally of this. Literally nothing. <laughs> um, is, they, I think they do that because it's like they want the crowd to think like they just won some money yeah. from this. No, we, yeah, nope. We won quality stage time, which many of us would be like, I'll pay money to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucked that like COVID happened. It's kind of a bummer. In huh? the middle of <laughs> it sucked that COVID happened. COVID was random so non sequitur. That uh, obvious. Um, but like in the middle of like funny final four and other things that yeah, like we do have an opportunity to perform at comedy works, which is so rare. Cause even I get up like once every three months if I don't go to like thick skin or yeah. something else. So it's a lot of comics now, a lot yeah. of comics. There's means there's more work around comedy works, but getting into the club is hard. Yeah, very you know? hard. It's and. I mean, I I went. To, have you ever been to Acme Comedy Club in Minnesota? Mm-mm. That's that's when you go to more and more clubs, you realize how difficult it is to actually just get in mm-hmm. with the club. Because I think once you get into one, the chance of you getting another one is goes up a yeah, lot for sure. But you just the whole path seems to be just get into a club and then you can start moving yeah. laterally around clubs. Totally. But but <laughs> how do how? I get it? And, probably uh, start talk a, a small amount of shit about it on a podcast that's yeah. a good place to start all right <laughs> oh, I, I love uh, comedy works is the best go to comedy works <laughs> <laughs> well the, 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 the cool thing about comedy works though is that it, it it is like all those la comics have the comedy store new york has comedy seller uh, yeah colorado has comedy works mm-hmm. and i feel like from all these kind of st- these these uh clubs all the talent like spreads out from that club yeah. And that's why we have so many crazy, like, the scene, I swear, has come from Comedy Works. Yeah. We, we wouldn't have been here any other way. Totally. I totally agree. Like, performing there, there's nothing like it. Because you got that first date. I mean, because I, I, I advanced one of the first times Yay. too, and the energy of performing there. Yeah. It, it, you're hooked. Totally. I don't, I, don't, I can't crazy. see. I don't know how someone can crush at Comedy Works and quit comedy. I know. You're like, I'm 
if you have a crusher set it's the dragon yeah <laughs> that's why you'd weather the storm at you know el Torito or all these other mics where you know there's a guy with half an eyeball <laughs> looking at you. <laughs> so, i'm like i can't even remember all the mics now i'm because you were like what mics did you start going to yeah they're not here anymore and now i'm like what was i even going to in like february like i don't remember february like we did the dairy arts together hey oh yeah we did do that that i do remember but mics in general yeah but what i was like what even like rock steady which is now wide right mm -hmm. that feels like so long ago that we would just bars changing and everything yeah, yeah. I, although comedy is at like an all-time what the hell are you feeling good about it yeah yeah i mean i was talking about that park show a little bit but like it was cool. I like rolled around in the grass, like did some weird shit, but people were into it. And I was like, when in my life am I ever going to be, or would I have ever been doing something like doing that. something like this? Right. Like, yeah. I didn't think I'd be talking to cars and for jokes. The, I am, I do do physical comedy. And so the, the space that being outdoors unmiked or like wireless mic'd affords you is like I feel like I'm experimenting with a lot of things that I wouldn't normally yeah. try or do. But now there's like four weeks left yeah. and then it's all over. But hey, now you're dating <laughs> now you're dating comedy. Yes. Does it feel like, I know. Does it I'm feel like, like yes. you're dating comedy? Yeah. Did you get any great. like did you get any dating apps or it's anything? It's so crazy because I was in a you know, I was in that relationship the entire time I've been doing comedy. Me too. So it's like two No not when you were a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean it's crazy to be like it's a completely different experience to not have to worry about. I'm like, this is so bad. Don't listen to this. Um, <laughs> completely different experience to not have to worry about like when you're going home or like even practicing in my house, like trying new. I'm very like, I don't really sit down and write. Like I'll write. You talk to yourself. Of, but I talk to myself mm -hmm. constantly and like sort of tell the, start telling the story and then try and like, riff on putting a tag in somewhere but i'm like pacing around my house like telling this story and talking about it and then i'm like oh what if i like laid down here like you know things weird things like that and so it makes sense having like my house to myself is i'm like wow this is like my process and i never really i tried to like force my process to be like sitting down and writing and then that really just isn't how my brain works yeah yeah because i i get the same way sometimes is i I feel like, like a lot of my best, I have like a mixture now where I'll do, I'll sit down and write in the morning and get like maybe a few notepads yeah. and just weird ideas. But then I'll take, I take those ideas and then I'll just riff with them on stage. Cause I think most of my punchlines come out of, I think this idea is funny, but I don't know what words will be funny yeah. about it until it just pops out of my, totally. my face. Totally. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. There's no like, the cool thing that I think I'm realizing or accepting is like there's no right way to do anything and there also really aren't any rules like I maybe that. there are you know there are some rules but it's like i'm super interested right now in like bending bending the norms on stage and like trying different experimental things those are the people um, that usually catch fire they're doing something that not everyone else is doing yeah. and i think that's what's weird about a lot of comedy and just arts in general is that all people say like well, you can never do this. Don't ever do this. Yeah. But like, so like one of the things is like, and then you see someone do it, and you're yeah. like, they fucking, they fucking did, did that, it. and they fucking crushed. Yeah. Yeah. Like people saying like, you know, wear shorts on stage. Yeah. And then you see like someone like Sam Talent go on stage and put a crater yeah. in the earth, and you're like, okay, well, fuck that yeah. person who told me that idea. Yeah. Seriously. So like, yeah, I like the idea that you 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 literally can do whatever you want up there. Yeah, and which is I think once you realize that is so empowering and like liberating too to just be like. Oh yeah, I really like admire that comic and and their style, but like I don't, that's yeah. not me. I don't have to do that. There's and there's no like better or worse. It's just and comics will I give other comics so much shit. But honestly, at the end of the day, if you're doing your own thing and you are making audiences laugh all the time, yeah, they can kind of eat shit. Like I don't know, like what what are you gonna say? That yeah. it's if you're doing your own thing and it's not the normal thing, but you're still crushing. Like sure, there's puppet acts and there's things that are just like you know, uh, what do you call it, gimmicky? Mm -hmm. But, 
hey, they're they're working, I yeah. guess. You can't really, they're still doing their job. Yeah. It may be killing the art form a little bit, but, you know, there whatever. There was this mic at Matchbox. This guy who, like, went up really close to the end and had never done stand-up before and I think worked at a bar nearby came and he had a puppet. He had this, like, purple Muppet puppet thing <laughs> And I was like, oh, great. Like, here we go. Here we this guy go. who's never done comedy and has a fucking puppet. And he was so fucking funny. And I can't even remember exactly, like, what his spiel was. But it was like, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> Christy was dying hysterically, like, laughing hysterically. Everyone on the pa- – like, he crushed so hard. And I was like, that's cool. Like, something that is traditionally been put in this box of, like, you're a hack if you have this prop – Someone who can like actually take that and turn that on its head and, yeah. and be like, yeah, I have a puppet, but it's like, I'm yeah. working, I'm working the puppet. Right. And there's people who, cause you don't know when the, that next person that you're going to say like, wow, that is the Dave Chappelle of puppetry. Yeah. Right. Like there has, just cause there's stuff that's happened before. It doesn't mean in the future there can't be someone who does it like really tastefully and cool. Yeah, totally. I'm like, should I get into puppets? <laughs> 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 no puppets fucking suck no. yeah <laughs> never mind it was a um, fleeting thought well uh we just did like an hour and a half cool wow that went so fast yeah, glad it did damn good thanks Hell for coming yeah. in yeah thank you so much for having me this uh, was so fun that's the show everyone thanks for tuning in be sure to subscribe or just keep watching this shit thanks so much for being here have a great weekend you can check out Kate Strobel on Instagram Kate Strobes on Instagram Kate Strobes uh, and check out Queen City if you're in the Denver area or around it or anywhere near it have a good week love you all bye bye